Hello, my loves, and welcome back to With Love from Logan. I am your host, Logan Dawson. I am a self-love healer and embodiment coach, which means I am all about helping you love yourself on a deeper level, wake up to your worth, and ultimately step back into your power. On this podcast, we'll be getting real, raw, and unfiltered, but do not worry, it will all be with love. I I had to say it. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode. Every single time I start these episodes, I just get so excited, especially because this is only the third episode of With Love from Logan. So every time I hit that little record button, it just makes my heart so freaking happy. But anyways, welcome to another episode. I am so happy that you are here. I am so honored that you are here. How are you? How are you doing? How are you feeling? How are your thoughts today? Before we jump into this episode, I just want to check in with you. Obviously, I know you can't answer me and you can't give me your feedback or you can't tell me how you're feeling, but I just want this to be a little moment of self-awareness where you can really check in with yourself because checking in with yourself all the time is so important. So allow this to be me giving you that little permission slip to check in with yourself. But anyways, it is a Tuesday today. It is yet again golden hour. If you listened to my last episode, I think I said that I recorded during golden hour and it's definitely going to be a new thing because, you know, just sunlight and when it's sunny and golden it just makes you feel good you know I'm sitting here with my glass of water I have a coffee I am in my comfy clothes it is also the first extremely warm day of the year yeah of the year Spring is going to be, um, the first day of spring is going to be on Sunday, so if you're listening to this, I'm currently recording this on March 15th, um, and it's like 70 degrees today, so of course, being me, I had to, I literally had to sit outside, and I am 99.99% sure that I got sunburnt because I am a pale white girl that just burns very easily. So as I'm sitting here, I can like literally feel my chest like radiating heat and my face is radiating heat because I am 99.99999% sure that I am extremely sunburnt. Um, And I'm sure once I get out of the shower, I will probably look like a lobster, which is so freaking sad. If you think about that, like I sat outside, it is March. It's not even like summer UV index. The rays aren't even that strong. And here I am with like full on sunburn. So you know what? I'm going to take it because I feel like, and maybe this is just me, I feel like winter lasted forever. I feel like we got so much snow at least where I am, I'm from PA, um, so winters are obviously very cold, we get a lot of snow, and it's just like not a fun time, I'm not a winter girl, I I will just flat out say that I'm not a winter girl, I don't like winter activities, I don't like snow, I hate snow days, I just hate all things dark, um, snowy things, (laughs) to put that into perspective into who I am, which is why recording this during golden hour, my windows are wide open. It is so nice outside. My trees that are like in our apartment complex are starting to bloom. Like this is my thing. This is my weather. And if I could get rid of winter forever, I would. But unfortunately, moving to a place where winter does not exist is not really a possibility. So, you know, we're just going to have to deal with it. But, um, so yeah, that was my day. I sat outside, I got sunburnt, and now I'm here. And I'm recording this podcast. And I'm so excited because today's topic, and listen, before I tell you the topic, well, I'm sure you already know the topic of the episode because obviously it says it as the title when you click on it. So this is not news, what we're talking about today, but, um, the topic of the podcast, three things, the 
the three things, not like, you know, three things in general, like these are the top three things that have completely changed my self-love journey. I had to do the three things because it's episode three. And like, maybe that's corny to you. I thought about it. I considered it. I was like, would that be really corny of me if I did, you know, a topic about three things for episode three because like there are so many other topics that I had a list of I asked so many of um you guys on my Instagram I had like a little question sticker on my story like what topics do you want to see and like I have an extremely long list of topics to record but this one just felt fitting because it's episode three so episode three we're talking about the three things that have completely changed my self-love journey Now, the reason why I wanted to talk about this topic, and it's something that came so easily to me, like when I sat down to plan out, like, what are the three things that I want to really dive into? It was like almost instant because, you know, as a self-love healer and an embodiment coach, I have been through my own journey. I've been through my own struggles. I have been through my own failures of trying things, implementing things. Um, creating new practices, creating new habits, and then failing or just flat out not seeing any progress. And I'm not going to share with you the three, or not the three, the things that have not worked for me. Sorry, the reason I just said the three is because I'm looking at my notes. I need to not do that before I get sidetracked. I'm not going to share the things that have not worked for me because... Any self-love journey, whether it's my journey, your journey, your neighbor's journey, your mom's journey, your dog's journey, literally anybody's journey is going to be completely different no matter who you ask or who you talk to. So even though these are the three things that have changed my life and I have seen the most progress and growth from them myself, these may not be the top three things for you. The reason why I wanted to share these with you is because I truly believe in the three things that I'm going to share with you, the potency that they can bring to any self-love journey, no matter who it is. But the reason I'm not going to tell you like, oh, this didn't work for me and I tried that and I failed is because those might be the things that could be the top, you know, the top three things for you. And I don't want to kind of sway you from trying anything because you know you're here to learn you're here to grow you're here to take my knowledge and my teachings and kind of work that into your own journey and I don't want you to you know let's say and this is not I'm not saying that this did not work for me but it would be like me saying oh I tried journaling and it was awful and I hated it and I saw no progress with it even though like in reality, I love journaling. It's also changed my life. Not part of the three things, but if it could be number four, it definitely would be. But like that would that would be like me saying journaling sucked and then you'd be like, oh, I'm not going to try journaling because like journaling is so potent and amazing and like I don't want you to not try something just because it didn't work for me. So that was like a long way around the point I was trying to make, but you get it, right? Now, with that being said, I definitely recommend writing the three things that I'm going to share down and trying to implement them into your journey because, like I said, these three things can be applied to literally everybody and everybody can see growth and progress and transformation with them. So, you know, this isn't me being like, oh, these things work for me, but everybody's different, so they're not going to work for you because they very well could. And these are things that I think everybody should include in their own journey, which going back to my original point um, was the reason why writing these three things down was so, so easy. Um, Because like I said, there are so many things that I've tried that, that have just not worked or I've not seen progress or growth or I felt any better about myself. And you know, the whole reason why I do what I do and why I created this podcast and why I have my platform and audience on social media and why I also offer, you know, programs and services is to bridge the gap and to collapse the timeline between you being at 
point A where you don't feel confident in yourself and you don't have a good relationship with yourself and you have low self-esteem and low, you know, self-worth. And then on the other side, getting to point B where you do feel confident and you have an extremely loving and supportive and compassionate relationship with yourself and you know your worth. So my job is to bridge that gap and to help you get from point A to point B in the fastest time possible without all of the failures, without all of the loopholes, without trying X, Y, and Z, and then not knowing what you're doing, and then failing, and then going in circles, and then getting stuck in your, you know, downward spiral. I've been there, and if there's anything I wish I had in my own journey, it was this. I didn't have podcasts. I'm sure they existed, but I didn't take the time to find them. I didn't follow anybody on social media. I didn't do any programs, and let me just tell you, I don't want to say it was a waste all of the time that I took to get to where I am because I definitely believe everything happens for a reason and the timeline of everything happens for a reason and I'm sure everything in my extended journey was supposed to be there for a reason but this is something I wish I had. I wish I had somebody telling me things to do or things to try or practices to implement or programs to follow. So that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Take it with a grain of salt, apply it to your own journey and see how it feels. Make it personal to you, right? That's what this is all about. That's why I'm so excited to be here and to be sharing these three things with you. Now, before we jump into the topic and before we get super deep into thing number one, I do just want to invite you really quickly to check out Self-Love Alignment. If you do not know what Self-Love Alignment is, it is my signature self-love program designed to empower women on their own self-love journey. It is completely self-paced, meaning all of the modules and lessons include pre-recorded video lessons, worksheets, and action items so that you can take your journey at your own pace. You will also get to join the exclusive group community that holds all of the women inside the program so that you always feel heard, understood, and supported. You have women who literally get where you're coming from. And if there's anything I wish I had on my own journey, it is that right? It's having the people that get you, that understand how you're feeling, that make you feel that you are not alone because a self-love journey can feel very lonely sometimes. So you will get to join that group community and then you also will get unlimited daily support from me. So if you are somebody who is looking for guidance, for more support, or for a container to join that is going to fully and deeply guide you and show you exactly what you need to get to a place of radical self-love, I highly, highly, highly recommend that you check out self-love alignment and see if it's right for you. Now, if you are somebody who wants to nourish the relationship that you have with yourself, I can guarantee you that self-love alignment was made for you. And how do I know that? Because I am the mastermind behind this program. I literally created it with my bare hands and you are exactly who I had in mind when I created it. So if that sounds like you, I promise you self-love alignment will be perfect for you. So if that is something that resonates with you, I'm going to drop the link below. You can check out everything that is involved, how it works, frequently asked questions, um, and you can also shoot me a DM over on Instagram. You can find me at double underscore Logan Dawson, and we can definitely chat about it. Okay, my loves, it is time that we jump into the topic of today's episode. That was unintentionally supposed to sound dramatic, but halfway through I was like, this sounds dramatic and we're just going to go with it. So the top three things that have completely changed my self-love journey. I am so weird sometimes, but hey, this podcast is unfiltered. It's real. It's raw. It's getting to know me. And sometimes I like to talk like things are dramatic, even when they're not. So anyways, <laughs> thing number one that has completely changed my self-love journey, and if there's anything that I could put at the very, very, very top of the list of things that have just honestly changed my life, it would be this. It, it is meditation. Meditation. 
you know, sitting, legs crossed, closing your eyes. You don't have to chant the word om because I know that's very cliche. I don't do that, but that is what meditation is. I started meditating, I want to say beginning of 2021 or towards the end of 2020. And the reason why I started was honestly, and this is me, I guess, just, um, I'm like already laughing at myself. This is me just being completely honest. The reason I started meditating is because I saw somebody online doing it and I wanted to do it just because I thought it was cool. (laughs) I had no idea what meditation was. I had no idea the benefits of it. I had no idea how it worked. I had no idea that it would change my life this much. I had, I like, I literally had no idea what I was getting myself into in the best way possible. So I started, like I said, I guess towards the end of 2020. Um, And honestly, when I started it, it was more of like the motivation to get into spirituality because I know like when you think about spirituality right you think about meditating you think about crystals you think about that that entire realm and I really wanted to get into spirituality that was something that really interested me it was something that I wanted to learn more of I wanted to be a spiritual person um really so that I could get into manifestation like even as I'm sitting here telling you this I'm like unraveling my own reasoning behind why I got into meditation but now that I really think about it I wanted to learn how to manifest there are things that I wanted to do specifically in my business and I was trying really hard and nothing was coming to fruition so I learned about manifestation Um, And to me, that was very spiritual. So I wanted to get into spirituality for that reason. And that reason alone, like I said, I had no idea that I was going to get to this point and having meditation be such a deep practice in my life for reasons that aren't even related to manifestation. But that is just how it started. So I believe when I started meditating, um, I started with like a five minute guided meditation and it was really hard for me at first because if and if you've ever meditated or if you've ever tried to meditate if you don't really know how meditation is supposed to work or i guess i don't want to say the science behind it but the reason why people meditate in the first place and if you just think that it's just sitting there with your legs crossed and you're deep breathing for however long you meditate for it can be really hard to do so when you are like in the moment. So I started with a guided meditation. Um, I think I found it on YouTube. It was about balancing your chakras, which at the time I had no idea what chakras were. But again, I really wanted to get into spirituality. I knew chakras were very spiritual. And so that was like literally the only reason why I chose that video on YouTube. Um, And it was really hard at first because my thoughts were going crazy. It was always this constant push and pull of trying to follow the guided meditation, my thoughts going off track, trying to bring them back in, beating myself up because my thoughts were going off track. And then it was like this spiral. And before I knew it, the guided meditation was over. And I was like, why do people do that? What is so fun and enjoyable about constantly like telling yourself to stop overthinking or to let your thoughts go or to bring back bring yourself back to the present moment and it like it just wasn't fun for me um but for some reason I wanted to keep doing it for some reason every single day I woke up I was like I want to meditate like I it was something that I wanted to get better at it was something that I wanted to be able to do for 10 minutes for 15 minutes, for 20 minutes. It was something that I wanted to do, even though I had no idea why I wanted to do it. So if that sounds like you and you're like, I want to try meditation, but it scares me because I can never turn my brain off. I totally get that. 
Like that is exactly where I was coming from. It was a practice I wanted to implement. I had no idea how to implement it. It intimidated me because at the time, like my thoughts were always going crazy. There was always something that I was thinking about that I needed to do that I haven't done yet. And it just seemed like a lot. So if that is where you're at, you're not alone. And I'm actually going to give you a couple tips that you can try that are going to help you kind of kick off your meditation practice. Um, So that's why I started meditation. I had no idea that it was going to lead to this point, but where I am at now with meditation is I cannot picture my life without it. And I know that sounds very like dramatic because it's literally just sitting with your eyes closed, breathing, being with yourself, but I think that's the reason why I can't imagine my life without it because it kind of serves as that time for me to be with myself and to be with my thoughts and to observe how I'm feeling without all of the external noise. So that's why meditation is number one for me because it served as that safe space to think and to feel whatever I needed to feel, right? I feel like a lot of us, whether you either live alone or you live with family or you have a significant other or you live with friends, we're constantly doing things. And when I say doing things, I mean we're either on social media or we're physically with people or we're watching TV or we're always doing something. And we never give ourselves that time and that space to just be. Like that is what meditation is all about. It's just being no rules, no guidelines, no expectations, nothing that you have to do. There's no standard to meditation. Now, that was something I definitely thought when I started. I thought that there was a certain way that I had to do it, and that's why I didn't enjoy it at first because I was like, I'm not doing it the way that I think I'm supposed to be doing it. But that's the beauty in meditation is that it doesn't have to be you know, following rules or following standards or following expectations, all meditation is, is just sitting with yourself, with your thoughts and processing. It's a moment of processing, right? It's not about, you know, and I think this is another misconception when it comes to meditation. People think that meditating is a practice of quieting your mind. And that's why people don't do it because they think, well, I can't quiet my mind, I can't shut my thoughts off. I can't turn my brain off for even three minutes if I wanted to. But meditation isn't like that. That's not the point of meditating. Meditating is bringing yourself to the present moment and to observing your thoughts. So if you're sitting there and you're meditating and a thought comes into your brain like, oh my God, I completely forgot to answer that email Instead of being like, shut up brain, you're not supposed to be having thoughts right now, that would be an opportunity for you to be like, hmm, okay, I'm feeling maybe a little anxious because I forgot to answer that email. I'm going to bring myself back to this present moment, maybe give myself some reassurance and tell myself that I can answer that email when I'm done and that it's not life or death that I didn't answer that email. And then you allow that thought to flow out. So it's kind of almost like, and I, this is what I do when I meditate. It's something I visualize and it has really, really, really helped me when it comes to my thoughts flowing is that I visualize my thoughts as wind, like something in the wind, whether it's a leaf or a piece of paper or literally anything. And that every time I have a thought, it flows in like the wind and then I give it permission to flow out. So it's there and I see it and I acknowledge it, but I'm not grabbing it out of the air. I'm not grabbing it out of the wind. I'm letting it flow. That's something that has really helped me with my thoughts because what I used to do is that Like, you know, what I just said, I would have a thought and then I would think about it and then I'd be like, no, Logan, you're not supposed to be having thoughts right now. And then I wouldn't even be in my meditative state anymore because I was so worried about having thoughts, right? And the the thing that was my ice maker, if that 
just if you could hear that that just like scared the shit out of me but um anyways where was I meditation your thoughts it's supposed to be about being in the present moment and that is why meditation not just for me but in general is one of the most potent practices that you could ever 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 implement into your day solely because of the simple fact that it forces you and it allows you to be present with yourself as you are on a self-love journey as you are learning about yourself as you are accepting yourself as you are greeting yourself and holding yourself with love and acceptance you need a practice that connects you back to you think about that you need a practice that is going to connect you back to you It's extremely hard to build a relationship with something or someone that you have no connection with. And in order to build that connection, you have to spend time with them, right? You have to get to know them. You have to know their thoughts, their fears, their triggers, their beliefs, their patterns, their habits, the stories they tell themselves, the way that their brain works. And in today's day and age in society, We have distractions everywhere. I'm guilty of that. I will flat out say it. There are many times where I find myself scrolling on social media for hours. Like I'm pretty sure my screen time today or even yesterday was like five hours or six hours. We're all guilty of it, right? But if you are somebody who is in the midst of a self-love journey, you need to prioritize spending time alone with yourself like as much as you possibly can. Now I am at this point where I maybe meditate a few times a week, but before I was meditating every single day. And I think that's why it was so addictive for me because connecting with myself was never something that I ever did. I was always victim to my distractions, to TV, to social media, to being with people, to exercising to watching YouTube like everything I did was a distraction from me I was never someone who listened to my thoughts I was never someone that paid attention to how I was feeling I was never some someone that ever knew how to take care of myself solely because I had no idea how to listen to my own internal messages but that is what meditation provided for me it it gave me that space to be like, okay, this is how you're feeling. This is how you feel in this moment. This is the habits and the patterns and the beliefs that you're telling yourself. This is the story. This is the narrative that you've been living from. Now, when you don't take the time out of your day, out of your routine, out of your habits, if you don't take the time out of your habits to think about the narrative that you are living by, you are always going to be a victim of that. Always. Always, always, always. If you don't take the time to realize the thoughts and the stories and the narrative, I guess the narrative is just the best way to put it. If you don't take the time to determine the narrative that you are telling yourself about yourself, you are always, always, always going to be victim of it you're never going to be in control so you need something that connects you back to you back to your thoughts back to your intuition back to your body right it's like meditation connects your soul and your highest self to your present self and your inner self because those are all different things Right, You have your inner self, which is the you that is on the inside. It is the soft and gentle and authentic version of you. And then you have your soul. And then you have your highest self, who is the version of you that when you think of the most confident, the most bold, the most courageous, the most resilient, the version of you that has everything that you desire... That is your highest self. So when you meditate, you're actually connecting those three things. You're bridging the gap between your highest self, which is the version of you that you desire to be. It bridges the gap 
between that, your soul, and your inner self. So that the more that you meditate and the more that you connect and bridge that gap, the easier it is to A, listen to your soul, and then B, connect with your highest self, and then C, ultimately embody your highest self. The other beautiful thing about meditation is that it allows you to see your thoughts as just thoughts. Because what a lot of us do and what I am also very guilty of, especially back then in my journey, was that when I had a thought, I would turn that into a belief, right? And I'm sure you can do, you do the exact same thing where if you have this thought about yourself, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not pretty enough, right? You turn that into a belief and then you truly start believing that. But with meditation, you start seeing your thoughts for exactly as they are, which are just thoughts. They're not facts. They're not proven. They're just thoughts, right? They can be changed at any given moment. So that is why meditation will always be the number one thing in my own journey that has created the most change, that has allowed me to see the most progress because it's allowed me to see myself for what I am. And that's not someone who used to hate themselves. It's not someone who has been through so much heartbreak. It's not someone who hated their body right? Meditation allowed me to see myself as someone who was not defined by their past. And I think that's the most beautiful part about it. Because when you connect with yourself, you can truly see the beauty in all that you are and all that you have to offer and all that you are here to be. And so, yeah, that is, that's meditation. So if you are somebody who wants to start meditating, but you literally have no idea how, I'm going to give you a few tips um, to start your meditation practice. So tip number one is to start small. The thought of meditating for like 15, 20 minutes, half hour, it's extremely intimidating. Even 10 minutes, it's extremely intimidating. So I would start with three to five minutes. That's all you need. Find a guided meditation. I highly recommend starting with a guided meditation because it's guided. So it's not just meditation music. Um, It's actually someone speaking to you, guiding your thoughts, guiding your awareness, guiding your focus. So even though, yes, you are meditating, you still kind of have that structure so your thoughts don't run rampant the first time that you do this. You can find them on YouTube. I also highly recommend this app called Insight Timer that I use. Um, They have a timer that, yes, has the meditation music in the background, but they also have a library of other guided meditations. You can pick how long you want to do it. There's different topics. Um, I also know Headspace, I believe, has a lot of meditations for literally every topic under the sun. You can find a guided meditation anywhere. So that is step number two, or is that step number three? I don't remember, but step number two or three, find a guided meditation. Um, The next step, the next tip, not step, the next tip I would recommend is to don't create any type of expectation. Like don't sit down and be like, oh, I'm going to not have any thoughts and I'm going to feel this way and I'm going to feel that way. Because when you set expectations the first couple times that you meditate, and it's something that you've never done before, it's going to feel weird just sitting and letting your thoughts flow. So don't set any expectations, just whatever happens, happens. And with that being said, do not beat yourself up if your thoughts are there. That is, like I said, not the point of meditation. It's not a time for you to have zero thoughts. It's just a time to let your thoughts flow in and flow out. So don't try to set any expectations around that either. Um, The last tip that I have about meditation is to don't force it. 
If this is something that you want to implement into your daily routine or even just your weekly practice, do it when you feel called to do it. Because like anything in life, if you force yourself to meditate when you don't want to, you're going to start to resent it and that is not what we want. So whenever you feel called, whenever you have time, morning, afternoon, lunch break, evening, in the bathroom, in the shower, in the car, literally whenever you feel called to just sit for three to five minutes, do it. But other than that, don't force it. So that is meditation. That is the number one thing that has completely changed my life. And I definitely invite you to try it as well. If you have any other questions about meditation, I actually have a few offerings that are coming up very soon at the time of this recording um, about meditation. And a little hint is that in April, I'm going to be doing a live like group meditation. More info to come. This is exclusive information only to be heard on my podcast. So if you're listening to this, just know that you're very special. All right. So that was thing number one. Thing number two is probably something that you are not going to expect, but it is definitely deserving of its place in the top three things. And that is failure. Yep. Failure. Literally. I am so grateful to have failure in my life. Failure is one of the, probably the second biggest thing that has changed my life and that has changed my entire self-love journey. And I know what you're probably thinking and that is, Logan, failure is not a good thing. Because like when you fail at something, that means you didn't succeed. And listen, I get that. I totally understand how failure can be viewed as a negative thing and that's exactly how I used to view it too. Old Logan, you know, rewind all the way back to before I started my journey, in the middle of my journey, any time that I would fail something, it was like my entire world ended. Like, I would beat myself up, I would tell myself limiting beliefs, I would believe that I wasn't good enough, I wasn't smart enough, I wasn't capable enough. Like, failure would literally ruin all the dreams, all the aspirations, all of the visions that I had of my life. So I get that, and I feel like a lot of people have the same viewing as like, They put all of this time and energy into something and to watch it fail, it can be really heartbreaking. And you know what? I would be lying if I sat here and said that I still don't experience failure and have a negative reaction. There is a motorcycle driving by my apartment, so. Or maybe that's a car. No, I think it's a motorcycle. Do you hear that? How obnoxious. Anyways, as I was saying... I still experience failure in a negative light to this day if I don't, first of all, catch myself and second of all, implement the mindset shifts that I am going to share with you in just a moment. But typically these days, failure comes in my business, trying something, putting something out there and then having it not, you know, go the way that I planned it to be. Um, that's really the biggest form of failure that I experience now. And like I said, if I don't catch myself, I will go into that spiral of I'm not good enough. I'm wasting my time. No one cares. No one trusts me. Like it's this whole thing. Um, the difference between failure now and failure back then is that failure back then, I didn't have those mindset shifts. So I would let the downward spiral happen. I would let the negative thoughts happen. I would let the negative narrative happen. I would constantly tell myself I wasn't good enough and I would let that failure define me. Now, the reason why I put failure and letting failure happen as number two on my top three things is because when you allow failure to happen, Like, and not just intentionally failing at something, but when I say letting failure happen, I mean failing at something and being okay with that versus failing at something and being like, I suck, I'm not good enough, I quit 
right? There is a massive difference between trying to prevent failure and letting failure happen. And when I started letting failure happen without trying to beat myself up, without trying to blame myself, without trying to tell myself all of the things I didn't do, I started looking at failure as one of the biggest learning lessons I could ever, ever, ever receive in the journey of whatever I'm doing. And what I mean by that is that when you fail, it means that whatever you just tried, it's not the answer. And it's kind of like looking at the glass either half full or half empty. You can either say, you know what? yeah, that sucks, that whatever I just tried, it didn't work, and it's the end of the world, and I quit. Or you can change your perspective, and you can say, you know what, what I just tried, it didn't work. So that is one less thing that I have to worry about. That is one less thing that I have to do ever again, and honestly, that's one step closer to success. That's one step closer to actually achieving the thing that I want to achieve. So when I started looking at failure in that light, that it's actually a positive thing because it's collapsing the timeline that now I don't have to do that again. I have more knowledge. I can actually sit down and be like, okay, why did this fail? And what can I do differently next time? Now you have an entire list of things that you can try next time. You have more possibilities. You have more opportunities. And now maybe you have a new perspective of something. You're looking at your circumstance or your goal or your desire in a new light, in a new lens because of the failure that just happened. So I think that's the difference, right, between what a lot of people think failure means versus what it actually means is that it's a positive thing. You're learning Don't you want to learn? Don't you want to know more about what you can do or what the next step looks like? Maybe you were supposed to fail because if you didn't fail, you would be having an entirely different reality. Or maybe if you actually succeeded at the thing that you're trying to succeed at, it wasn't going to go the way that it was supposed to go for you, the way that it was destined to go for you. A really quick example is the first time I ever, ever, ever launched um, my intuitive eating program back when I was an intuitive eating coach, I had one client, one. My goal was 10. I had one. And yes, in the moment, I was like, I suck. I'm not good enough. I can't do this. I should quit. Um, And At the end of working with that one client, I realized that because I was so new, if I had 10 clients, I would have shit the bed. Like it would have been a hot mess. So I'm grateful that I had one client. I'm grateful that I failed, right? And so now I get to look at failure exactly as that, that I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful that it's happening. I'm grateful that it's giving me that learning lesson. That failure is just another opportunity to learn more about yourself, more about the situation, and more about new opportunities. So if you're somebody who has a really hard time with failure, that's okay. I'm not here to tell you never get upset about failure ever again because you know what? It sucks. It freaking sucks when you try something and it does not work. Like, there is no way around that. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you're in the wrong and that you should celebrate failure. If you feel so down that you failed at something, process that, first of all. Allow yourself to feel like that, but don't leave it at that. Find a time after you've processed your emotions, to sit down and get curious and question the entire failure. Question why it happened. Why did you fail? What didn't work? Why didn't it work? Could you have done something differently? If so, what would it be? What can you try differently, right? It's troubleshooting. That's really what failure allows you to do. And eventually, The more failures you have, you're kind of crossing out every avenue. If you're going down different directions and different paths and each one leads to a dead end, eventually there's not going to be any more paths to go down except the one that you're meant to go down. 
the one that's going to lead to achievement and success. So I want you to look at failure like that, that the next time you fail at something, yeah, be upset, allow yourself to feel disappointment and, you know, cry if you need to, but don't leave it at that. Allow yourself to find this silver lining. Ask yourself, you know, okay, why did I fail? Why didn't this work? And what can I do differently next time? Instead of just letting it stop me in my tracks, right? That's how we grow. That's growth. That is growth, baby. Not letting failure or a negative circumstance stop you and instead choosing to learn from it. So that is number two, failure and the act of letting failure happen. Number three in the top three things that have completely changed my self-love journey is drum roll trying to do a drum roll that's not so loud into the microphone is daily self-care now when you think of self-care i'm sure the first thing that came to your mind is getting your nails done doing a face mask bubble baths um wearing your pjs drinking a glass of wine, eating cookies, right? Tell me I'm wrong. Because that, when we think of self-care, that's just what comes to mind. When you look in society, that's how self-care is portrayed. Now, when I'm talking about self-care, I mean physically taking care of yourself. And I know you're like, yeah, Logan, no shit, that's what self-care is. But When you think of taking care of a dog or taking care of a pet or taking care of an animal, you're not just like painting their nails and putting a little jade roller on their face and popping them in the bubble bath and being like, okay, see you later. I've taken care of you, right? You need to feed it. You need to give it love. You need to brush its hair. You need to give it water. You need to play with it right? It is like the act of taking care of something so that it can live and that it can thrive and that it can have a healthy, beautiful life. That is what self-care is. So when I say daily self-care, I mean the little acts of physically taking care of yourself, taking care of your body. Yes, face masks and bubble baths can be a part of the equation, but that is not the be-all, end-all when it comes to self-care. So my relationship with self-care is kind of like a love-hate. Back then, now, my god, it is non-negotiable. I'm constantly taking care of myself. Um, which anybody should. That is like a birthright to be able to take care of yourself. But back then, I did not see the importance of taking care of myself to the extent of, like I just said, treating yourself like you were literally a pet. Um, You know, I did face masks. I did the bubble baths. I did, you know, paint my nails. But anything other than that, I viewed it as an option. And if you actually go back and listen to episode two, where I talk about prioritizing yourself, it kind of goes along the same lines where I wasn't viewing myself as someone that was worthy of being taken care of. So I would take care of everybody else first. I would make sure that everybody else, you know, in my life was good and their cup was full. And then if I had time, I would take care of myself maybe at the bare minimum. Yes, I was feeding myself. Yes, I was bathing myself. Yes, I was drinking water and moving my body. But first of all, it was out of hate. I was not doing it out of love. Um, And it was more so just to like reach the bare minimum. What I do now um, is night and day. And I should dedicate an entire episode to this, into self-care. So I'll kind of keep this like, not surface level, but I'm not going to go crazy. You know what I mean? Um, But what I do now and what self-care looks like in my life now is literally in every single moment. And that is asking myself, what do I need right now? What do I need? What do I want? What's going to make me happy? What's going to make me fulfilled? What is going to help me thrive? If I was to feel on top of the world, healthy, happy, comforted, at peace, 
what would that look like and what do I need to give myself to be able to achieve that? So if that's drinking a glass of water, if that's taking a nap, if that's going to the gym, if it's taking a rest day, if it's eating a cookie, like whatever it is, I'm constantly asking myself, how can I take care of myself in this moment and then doing that? Maybe if that means bubble baths and face masks, that's not a bad thing either, (laughs) right? Like who doesn't love that? But So that's my relationship with self-care. Very, very similar to what society portrays self-care as like the surface level, you know, love and light and airy and fairy and get your nails done and get your hair done and put some eye masks on and you're good to go. You're taken care of. That's it. Um, And it showed. (laughs) I mean, if you don't take care of yourself to the extent like you know, looking at it as if your life depended on it, it will show, um, not just in your physical appearance, but how you treat other people. And I'm not going to go super deep. That's something that I definitely dove really deep into in episode two. So go check that episode out. But the reason why I put self-care on this list is that when you take care of yourself day in and day out, you are subconsciously teaching yourself that you are important. Like that is the simplest form of why self-care is important. And it's the same thing with prioritizing yourself. If you don't take care of yourself, if you don't prioritize yourself, if you don't put your own needs first, you are subconsciously creating this narrative that you are not worthy, that you're not deserving, that you are not important, that you are not capable of being loved. But if you flip that on the other side and you constantly take care of yourself, you're constantly making sure that your cup is full, you're constantly making sure that you feel good and you're happy and you're content and you're fulfilled, then you're teaching yourself that, you know what, I am important. I am deserving of being taken care of. I need to be taken care of. My needs are the number one priority. And so the more that you take care of yourself, you're kind of raising your awareness of your needs. You're raising your awareness of where you're lacking and how you can be fulfilled, right? So that is why self-care is important. Yes, to take care of your body and to take care of your mind and your emotions and your thoughts and to make sure that you as a person are good and alive and thriving and you feel good. But the more you do it, you're teaching yourself that you are worthy of it, that you're deserving of it, that you're worthy of anything, really. You know, it's kind of like A really good example of this would be with money. So if someone gives you 10 bucks every week and they're like, hey, I want you to have this money. I want you to take this $10. Just have it. Like, I want you to have it. I think you should have it. And so you keep taking it. And maybe you were coming from a place of that you weren't worthy of receiving money, but you have somebody giving it to you on a consistent basis. Over time, seeing that act that someone is giving that to you, your mindset's going to start to change. You're going to start to realize, okay, maybe I am worthy of receiving it because if I wasn't, I wouldn't be receiving it now. I wouldn't be having, I wouldn't be having this opportunity to receive, right? The same exact thing is with self-care and you are the person giving yourself that self-care. It doesn't have to be coming from someone else. Even though you don't feel like you're worthy of receiving something doesn't mean that you can't give it to yourself anyways. It just means that the more that you give it to yourself, you're conditioning your narrative to view yourself as someone that's important. So it's kind of like it's a win-win right? With self-care, you're taking care of yourself, you're feeling good, you're making sure that you are healthy, but you're also changing your narrative to view yourself as someone who is important and someone who is deserving and someone who is capable of being taken care of, who is worthy of being taken care of. When you get to that place where you know that you're worthy and you feel deserving, think about the endless possibilities that come from that. 
of just feeling worthy and feeling deserving, you never have to question anything ever again because you know your worth. You know what you deserve. You know what you are capable of. So self-care is really the starting point of bringing yourself into that light of I am important and if nobody wants to see that, that's their fault, right? It all comes back to self-care and taking care of yourself. So a few self-care tips because I'm not just going to leave you hanging. A few self-care tips, like I said, it's not just about getting your nails done, taking a bubble bath, all of that surface level stuff. If you want to get super, super simple and start taking care of yourself so that one day you can get to a place where you view yourself as someone who is important and worthy of being taken care of, I would start with the basics. Eat the foods that make you feel good. Eat when you're hungry. Drink water when you need to. Take a rest when you need to. Get enough sleep, right? It is the the basic, as basic as you can get about taking care of yourself. Because if you, like if I'm being really honest with you, if you are not taking care of yourself at the most basic surface level, what makes you think that other people are going to think you are worthy of receiving their care too? Like maybe that's harsh, but... Think about it. If you're putting the energy out into the world that you're not somebody who deserves to be taken care of, why would anybody else view you as somebody who deserves that? It all starts with you. So start at the basic level. Ask yourself in every moment of every single day, when you remember, that's kind of like the key point is remembering to ask yourself But ask yourself, what do I need right now? What does taking care of myself look like right now? And that's how you can stay consistent with it because I feel like consistency is another huge setback when it comes to self-care and taking care of yourself because we have all of these other things going on and these other priorities and we forget to take care of ourselves. And with that being said... Go listen to episode two where I get super deep into how to prioritize yourself and how to set boundaries. But all I will say is that you belong to you first. You are the most important thing in your life. You are the most permanent person in your life. Everybody else, they can leave. They can get up and they can walk away and they can never see you again or ever talk to you again. They are not obligated to be with you for the rest of your life, but you are. The body that you have right now, the self that you are, the mind that you have, you don't get another one and you don't get to leave. You don't get to just up and leave. So if you're going to be stuck with yourself forever, Why not take care of yourself? Because when you take care of yourself, you're putting out this energy that you are worthy of being taken care of. When you accept yourself, you're putting out the energy that you deserve to be accepted. When you love yourself, you are putting out the energy that you deserve to be loved. It needs to be a priority, like a non-negotiable priority. Because if you are anything like me in the past you're not prioritizing yourself, it is spilling into every other relationship, every external thing in your life. And so if you flip that and look that look at that from a different perspective, you can also say that when you choose to put yourself first and you choose to prioritize your needs and you choose to be your biggest advocate, that's also going to spill into every other external aspect of your life, including the relationships that you have with other people. So taking care of yourself, putting yourself first, prioritizing yourself It comes first, always. You come first. You are the most important thing ever in your life. Like literally ever. If I could drive home one concept of this entire podcast, of this entire show and its existence in in my social media, in literally like everything that I do, it is that you are the most important thing in your life, period. That's it. I'm done. 
podcast is done forever. No more programs. I'm deleting my social media. That's it. That is the end of Logan Dawson. (laughs) No, but actually, like, that is what I'm here to do and to help you see is that you are the most important thing in your life, always, without a doubt. No circumstances, unconditionally, right? So I'm going to leave it at that. I feel like that's a good place to end this episode. Just to do a little recap, the top three things that have completely changed my self-love journey. Number one, meditation. Number two, failure and letting that baby happen. And number three, daily self-care. So I do just want to say again, thank you so much for being here. If you are somebody that is sitting there and you're like, bitch, I need more guidance. I need more support. I need more on my self-love journey. I am still extending the invitation to check out self-love alignment. I will have the link below. You can also send me a DM and we can chat about it. But again, thank you for being here. I love all of you so, so, so much. And I will see you next time. Bye. loves that wraps up today's episode if anything resonated with you i would love so much if you reviewed rated and shared it with the world and be sure to tag me over on instagram you can find me at double underscore logan dawson that is actually with two underscores so do not type out the word double underscore because you will not find me that way if you feel called to work with me i do have some programs and other services that you can take your self-love journey to the next level so if that is something you feel called to do send me a dm over on instagram and let's chat about it and most importantly i am sending you all of the love and support today and i hope that you can give yourself the same love too i will see you next time bye